It's Coffee Quad time! now for the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club. Welcome to the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club with Bill and Jenny Sparks, Dave and Chris Reekard, Tim Oni, and the crew. Bill will be taking your phone calls and you will hear lots of conversation. We will have cooking tips demonstrations of products, and much, much more. And you may reach us by calling 1-646-558-8656. You will need the meeting ID 848-725-450. And when you're asked for a user ID, just press pound. You may download Zoom from the Play Store or the App Store. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Bill Sparks. Oh, my. This is the coffee club for, what, May 27th? 7th. 2020, and I see a lot of us in here. Uh, don't worry. We'll get to all of you. Everybody will get their chance to talk. We also will be opening up the line for the people um, who do not have Zoom at 317-886-1103. That's 317-886-1103. And we'll, we'll be able to bring you right in and let you talk with us, too. So we want everybody as much as possible that wants to be included and hear about our adventures or our things going on um we just have a little bit of fun at doing this every single wednesday jennifer we might as well start with you you're the closest what's going on in your life oh well another gonna be another warm day here and bill got brave and fixed the tv speaker again last night i watched him this time i usually don't watch him when he does anything like that well makes me nervous I only did it 
under duress, but I did it. Um, getting a little tired of that problem, but that TV will be relegated to the, what do they call them down here? They call them lanais. We call them back porches at home, but I call them, they call them lanais down here. And that TV will be relegated one of these days to that particular area. It might be a little big for that um, area. But so otherwise, your week's going all right. Yeah, it's doing all right. I'm sort of trying to make myself transition back to the real world and not really wound up about that, but we'll do it. Well, I'm, you know what my public stance is on that. Uh, I've been no doubt about it. Do not want to leave Southwest Florida and doing it under duress. So anyway, enough of that. Um, let's see, Radio Tim, we might as well go to you. How Good morning. You? Nice weather out here and uh, supposed to be up to around 80 today and uh, sunny later. Right now it's raining, but it's supposed to stop that pretty soon. And uh, we're uh, having fun. I, I see uh, a few of my listeners regular listeners are are here in the coffee club so good to have you guys along at least you got a couple listeners yeah uh, one or two but uh <laughs> so that's good that they're in there let's go to jeff in albany jeff's oh, always thank you very much bill uh things are great here summer's here i hope it stays 71 degrees. We're going to have a high of 88 degrees today. So how could things be bad? I'm not complaining about that. Very, very good. Well, let's slide all the way uh, to... Let's go to the home of Flash. Let's go to Altoona, Pennsylvania. We're good. And um, it's going to be about like the weather at Thames, only we're getting our sun early and clouds later. Oh. But I have a quick Flash story. We have to take him periodically to that place that starts with the letter V and ends in E-T. And he heard me texting my sister-in-law, Donna, to see if she could take us. This past Sunday, I was texting her, and I said that three-letter word in the text, and he ran over and bit me twice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. We know how much Jeff loves those cats. So, yeah. That's pretty bad when you got a spell word so your cat doesn't understand. We've taken to saying animal physician. They know more than you think they do. They they really get they really can pick up our language, Chris. I, yeah. I learned that a long time ago. Yeah. Well, let's go to southwestern Indiana, the home of the University of Evansville Aces, Michael Loff. Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, oh, there you go. Let me let's see what's going on there. Uh, wow, you're sounding good. Sound good here, Mike. Okay, well, I'll just let me meet myself because I'm coming back like a second or two later. But uh, yeah, just playing around with software like we usually do. I found a new new tool for Station Playlist Studio called Stereo Tool, and I like the way it makes the music and audio sound and. Uh, also, uh, 
awesome software for editing video. I want to get into that space a little bit, um, being able to, you know, take a Zoom conference and maybe remove parts of it, but keep uh, the, the scenes, as they call it, uh, in place. So, yeah, we're playing with that and um, we're just having a good time. Keeping busy. I, I know what you mean there. I'm doing a little work here in the background on the legend talk and doing some of that stuff and doing some other stuff and I'm I'm keeping busy it seems like I never run out of work to do so and sometimes you just have to stop and take it easy let's see if I missed anybody on the other panel and we'll start taking hands um, and when I start taking hands, I will open up the phone line at the 317-886-1103. This kind of goes along with Mike's software, but, you know, I have to sort of give a shout-out in a way to stamps.com. That people used to give them a hard time and say they weren't accessible, and maybe for a lot, at one time I tried it, and it wasn't, but it definitely is now. I mean, you have to learn a few things about how to make it do what you want it to do, but it is accessible. They certainly are advertising on the radio quite a right. bit. They, they, right, but if they make it accessible for you, that's a great thing because that will empower some people who are businesses or small businesses or visually impaired to be able to do their postage and things from home well, quite easily. Well, it gives you access to both the post office and UPS, and you can arrange pickups and do all kinds of things and order supplies. and Good things. Plus Good things. They have their own sheets of stamps that you can buy, and you can print like an individual stamp if you want. If you need one stamp for a certain amount, you can print that. Now, I don't know. I'm going to have to do a little research and find out about their electronic scale and see if you can see the the weights that it produces. But so far, that it's definitely accessible so far. Very, very good. Does anybody want to start the... Hand raising. We don't have anyone at three one seven eight eight six eleven zero. Well, we have three. Joe, two people. Joe first. and and then we have uh, Jerry. So I'll get to Joe here. Go ahead, Joe. Oh hi. Good morning here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Fifty seven degrees. We're getting back to some warm weather. Eighty eight. And then I always. I don't know why this series. She always says the low is going to be at the current temperature that it is now, and I know that's not right. Anyway, I have another little technical thing. I've been trying to play CDs on Winamp, and it, uh, there must be some other commands that, because I, ha I have Windows 10 that it didn't have before. CDs on Winamp, I didn't even know they still made CDs. Well, they do, I guess, but... Um... Do you have the Winamp plugin installed for CDs, Joe? That That's... Uh... At least I thought there was a plug-in. I haven't played CDs in a long time, so. I think I do. It's, it, it, oh, it, 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 it is on my desktop in the, in the, in the library. It, when I press space, it plays, it plays a uh, radio station. I have 
on on uh, Winamp. Yeah, but that's different, unfortunately, oh. than the plug-in. I knew I used to have a program. I've still got it called CD Extractor or something like that. That you could maybe, but you used to be able to play CDs on on um, Winamp. I don't know. That may have to do with sound card settings. I mean, you know, you may have to. Have file a, types. Windows 10 has separate volumes for things, and you may have to really know how to use the volume control settings in Windows 10 and go find. I I know Winamp had a, a CD, CD writing program too. So. On. Yeah, I. I don't even know that. I know I've got uh, about forty-five thousand of them at home, with the old-time radio on it. <laughs> but of course, that was MP3. These are kind of like a wave type. They're a different type of file. Well, Joe, maybe we can get you some help on that. Oh, that that would be great. <laughs> and we'll we'll let you know. Yeah, that uh, does remind oh, me sure. of something because uh, you can never have too many options to remote control for people's computers. If you have a friend you trust to help you out, but NVDA Remote, they've come up with a new version that works the latest NVDA. So that's a neat tool to, if you're both using that software, that you can help each other either work on their computer or help train people. It's well, very responsive. So that's a good tool to have. Can you control your computer when you're away from home with that tool? The other thing that came out, and we'll talk about this, uh, we got the hands raised, but TuneIn has a desktop app. When I went to play TuneIn on the computer, the TuneIn, uh, you know, you can go to the website, but they had a Windows application yeah. that, that was in the App Store, a Microsoft app. But when I opened up that Windows application, it said, would you like to download the TuneIn desktop app? And I said, sure, let me see what it's like. I can always get rid of it. Mike, I don't know how to get to the source code of it, but it's an HTML document that opens up. And it's on your computer. It's not. It's not a website. It's not like Explorer, F Firefox, Google Chrome, or any of that. And it runs great, and it's very, very accessible. That's good. Mike kind of faded there for a second. Are you still there, Mike? Oh yeah, I'm right here. I'm, I'm sorry. I have to mute myself because my audio is coming back like three or four seconds later, and I don't know why it's doing that. And maybe, maybe adding that stereo tool or something last night, but. Uh, so, yeah, the NVDA remote is a, an awesome tool, and I will definitely look at that TuneIn radio. We, we like uh, new accessible software. And, and if you Mike, can figure out, the, if you could do me a favor and figure out how we can get to the source code of that thing, that would be interesting, too. So, <laughs> uh, The other thing, Mike, does, does the NVDA tool allow you to access your computer remotely when you're away from home? Yeah, you could set that up. You have to, uh, you know, you have to enable that to do so. Make your machine like a host. Uh, it's kind of hard to explain, you know, but yes, it can be done. You can design it so that you can, uh, so that it'll always be ready for remote access. And whenever you want, you can ping it and get in there. Okay, very good. Very good. All right, Jeff, Jerry. next caller. We got Jerry in. Okay. Go ahead, out in Indiana, Pennsylvania, Jerry. Good morning, everybody. We are in the upper 60s here, going to about 81 degrees. Um, I, I I have a question. How do I get, well, I do have a number for Google that I can call. How do you get devices? How is it that sometimes Lady A's Play stuff and Google Home doesn't? Like, I'm interested in, uh, I know you got, we we're talking about on all things radio. 
uh, last week, WMEX. I was trying to get Google to play that, but it won't play it. But it will play that WATD that, uh, that you know, they simulcast with after 5 p.m. And uh, how do you get them to – how do, would you get them to play stay, all these stations? That has to be set up by the people who own WMEX, and they may not have set it up so that the voice assistant will work with it yet. I'll try okay. it on. That's, and that, that's the issue. Since they just came on last week uh, or the week before, they may not have set it up on their end to, to get it to play properly. So, Well, also, Google does not – I apologize for interrupting you here, but Google does not use TuneIn like Amazon does. So with Google, the other thing you could try, Jerry, is preface it with the word radio station. So play radio station WMEX and see if it yeah. works. But they do their own index. They don't use TuneIn like – Amazon does. But oh, okay. Someone... Well, I know I get some tune-in radio stations. Well, but they have stations that are also not just in tune-in. So, like I said, you say the word radio station in front of radio stations. Okay. Otherwise, it might play something else like a podcast or <sighs> it's not. Yeah, I know. If I say play Legend Oldies Radio, it'll uh, an old Sports Lounge Live from like a year and a half, like about a year ago. So I had to say play radio station Legend Oldies. Yeah, we'll have to check on that and see yep. what what may be causing that. But be patient, WMEX may come on real, real quick. So that's up to the station. And it probably takes a few weeks. Okay, thank you. You and, you and Judy have a great day. Okay. All right, next is Gail out in uh, so- I forgot where she is. I think Rapids. Minnesota, whatever. Go ahead, Gail. Sock Rapids. Sock Rapids, that's it. I'll, you'll get it yet. You'll get it right yet, Jeff. But um, it's, I think it's pretty, I have my windows closed now, but I might open them up. I haven't checked. I usually check Newsline for the weather, but I didn't this morning yet. But um, everything's going pretty well here. I had to get myself a new. Um, battery backup. You wondered where all that hum and buzz was coming from? That was the other battery backup dying of embarrassment and other complications. I don't think you hear anything different now. I don't think you hear anything out of the ordinary now. No, nope, we don't. Hums or buzzes or anything like that. No, we don't. Good. Sounds pretty good. And, and um, we ju- I just had this replaced yesterday. That one was a used one. So, and I didn't think it would last as long as it did, but it did. It lasted me a number of years. This is totally brand new, hot off the, you know, hot, out of the box, totally brand new. So it should last me a good long time, hopefully. And other than that, everything else is fine. Um, not doing too bad here. Still, you know, I'll be so glad when I can just get out and do things and take the buses and I'm not sure what how Minnesota is you know opening things up yet but you know well, I heard it. it'll all happen in due course Gail I think yeah, it will it will it will I feel better job than I did a few months ago all right well now the, you're going to be free so you can get out and run and go if you that'd want to that'd be great that'd be absolutely wonderful all right, Gail, thank you so much. We're going to take one call from the 317 line right now and bring on Al from Cleveland. Good morning, Al. Good morning. Good 
Good morning, Bill, and everybody on the panel. How's everybody doing this morning? Doing good. What's going good, on in Palm Heights? Well, I'm going to give a re- weather report. It's uh, currently 74 degrees with sunny skies. It's going up, going up to 85 and low of 70. We're supposed to get some rain uh, tomorrow and, and Friday, and by Saturday we're going back to the 60s for the weekend. So it'll feel quite different than the humid weather we had for the past four days. Anyway, uh, I'm looking forward to going to a couple restaurants next week with a pair of transit. So I'm all set. I, I recalled for a couple rides for next few days going to a couple local restaurants. I'm glad they're finally open. Well, that's good. You can get out and go. And So what restaurants are you going to go to? Well, there's a local family-run restaurant that I go in my old neighborhood on the east side called Red Chimney. Uh-huh. And then after that, a couple days later, I'm going to uh, Denny's to have breakfast. I usually go to restaurants that I know the people that work there. Well, that's so good, see? When I come in. Support your local, support your friends. That's good. Anything else this morning before? Uh, oh, yeah, and, uh, Jerry's right. I cannot get WMEX either. I mean, when I uh, asked for WMEX from Lady A, I got some raunchy uh, music. Say, I don't want it. They were screaming and yelling. And, you know, the music was terrible last night. Hey. The station I so I don't know what I picked up last night when I asked for WMEX. Well, just be a little patient. It'll come. Yeah, we'll have to feature okay. them on All Things Radio for you. Al. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, you guys take care and have and a thanks good day. Thanks for and, calling. Uh, have a safe trip. And I'll probably talk to you Saturday, Bill, before okay. I go. Okay. So. I'll be here. I'll give and, you. Uh, maybe uh, tomorrow night, too. Okay. Maybe, maybe I won't call tomorrow. Maybe I have someone else get a chance to call in tomorrow on uh, ATR. Oh, it's no anyway, problem. Anyway, have a good one. Take care, Al. All right, uh, let's go back to the hands line. I thought I saw well, Douglas's here. hand. I Doug was, it. but he lowered it. So yeah, I, I saw know. Doug was here. He had his hand up, but Doug, if you want to, oh, he does something. have his hand. I'm mean, Bill's okay. here as well. He does now. Uh, he does now. Let me get. Let me do Doug, and then we'll do Bill. Okay. Morning, folks. Go ahead, Doug. Uh, hey, can you guys hear me? Oh yeah. Yeah, we yeah. hear you. Okay, great. Hey, I just wanted to tell um, Joe that. In Windows 10, for whatever reason, even though you might select Winamp as your default player of choice for audio types, you have to go back into your Select File Types dialog box and reselect it again. So, like for example, if you do a search for file types, the first thing you'll see is Select File Types or whatever, and then you tab until you hear .cda or .mp3 or whatever, hit spacebar on that, and then make sure that you select Winamp again, and it should work. And I hope that helps. That was a great tip. Very concise and to the point, Douglas. It's a lot more complicated than Windows 10 than it used to be in Windows 7, Doug. You know? Yeah, for sure. And I've got my speech that I can like quick give you a demo if you want yeah, me to do yeah, that. Go ahead and do that. All right, hang on. Let me um, plug this in. Join audio button. All right, let's crank this up a little. Share screen button. Loud enough? I think so. Okay, let's see. Search box edit. I choose at Y, T, choose at space. Dot E, S, file types, C, web results. Hang on. Escape, escape, zoom, meeting, share screen. Search box edit. Okay, and I press enter. Setting, home button. And then it takes a little bit to load because there's tons of file types. 
once it does, part of this is a JAWS issue. It's very okay. So here they are. So if you press and hold the tab key, it'll just go through a bunch of them. And I'm going to go to dot cda. Okay, I'm going to press space. Pop up, choose an app, QuickTime Player button. Choose an app, choose an app, iTunes button. Look for an app in the Microsoft Store button. QuickTime Player button, iTunes button. Look for an app in the Microsoft Store button. QuickTime Player button. Well, it's not giving me a Winamp as a choice, but anyway, if it did, <laughs> I would be able to do that and select Winamp. I think you can you can make it choose more apps, but I, I'm not going to take the time to do that. But it certainly is more complex, that's for sure. Makes it a little harder, doesn't it? Yeah, but remember the old yeah. days when you could say associate all file types with something, and it doesn't work exactly. that way anymore. Yeah, yeah, it does. Windows 10's not as good with that as as old Windows 7 was. Yeah, but Windows 7 is gone, and now this is what we've got to work with. You got so, it. Hey, thanks, <laughs> thanks guys. Buddy. I hope that helps. Soap Joe can uh, get his stuff fixed there. All right, we will get him fixed. Thank you, Douglas. Sure. All right. Who's next, Jeff? We have Alan Ramos. Alan from 909. Yeah, I'm from Ontario, 909. Area, Ontario, California. So we have in Ontario 62 degrees, clear skies. Um, we expect a high of 94 degrees. Oh. Well, we expect that high here, too, Alan. Bring it on, Alan. Bring well, it on. Okay. Also, I set my win at the Classic, and I have to go through all this stuff. That's true, too. You do need to set your Winamp up as a classic. And you, um, I never thought about that, but I, I do mine by default. I go in and yeah. set it up as, you know, classic. And, and I, I usually can get a CD to play. It's good that Winamp is still working because uh, they're not updating it any, anymore. I'm still trying to get used to Zoom. Uh, this is my... Uh I installed it on my computer about two weeks ago, and now I got it to work. I mean, you sound good, Alan. I'm always Thank hearing you. you. I'm always hearing you on the on the phone. You know, when when I'm doing a program and request, and, and you sound way way different. I certainly do. Yeah, you sound Sounds real, more natural, and you sound real good. I don't like all my chimes and tones in the back, but you sound real, real good, and we're glad to have you in then. Um, anything else on your mind today, Alan? No, not exactly, but I'll find something uh, as the hour progresses. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Um, We've got a whole bunch still. Okay. Jeff, I got one more caller from the line. Okay, and go we'll ahead. put sure. them on real quick. Let's go to area code 501. Go ahead, and you're on the air. Well, I think you are. Good morning, everybody. Sharon from Little Rock. And Sharon, how are you this morning? I'm great. It's um, 68 degrees and going up to 78 today. Oh, you're cooler than we are. Cooler than they are in California. 
But right now, I'm quite sure it's going to shoot back up to the 80s by Friday, by the weekend. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and I do have a question. Sure. I'm in the process of getting a Windows 10, and I don't know, I've never really used a laptop before. I've always used a desktop, and I don't want to waste any money, well, waste any money and it not come out good. So I'm I'm asking for some uh, advice well, from you, okay, gentlemen and ladies, whatever. You know, it's all a matter of opinion, but I would suggest that you get a laptop if you're used to maybe a desktop. You might get one that's about a 15.6 inch size, which means that it has a full size keyboard on it which means that if you're a JAWS user or NVDA, you have, you have something with a, with a, um, a full-size keyboard where you have a number pad that makes it easier for you. Otherwise, it can be done, but it's, it's, it's a little bit easier when you're using a laptop when you have got one that, that you can feel comfortable with the keys. And you want to get a laptop with a fairly good sound if you can, you know, so you can hear it okay. If you can hear it okay. Um, okay, because I got to try to figure out what to do with my Windows 7 uh, desktop because I go on there to listen to videos every now and then, YouTube, stuff like that. So that's what I was asking. Well, I have a Lenovo right now. Yeah, and your Windows Seven is always going to be there, and you might even be able to have somebody upgrade it to Windows Ten for you. You know, but if you want a laptop, get one that you feel comfortable with. If you can, go to the store and put your hands on there and look at it. I know we've sold a couple to some customers, and I've had good luck with. The one I got from HP for them that had two drives and had plenty of storage and the sound was fairly good and the the price was just a little over $400 and it's a pretty good laptop. So th there's a lot of good ones out there, Sharon. But okay, because I, I was thinking about just... Uh Going between three and four hundred, and you know. Well, you can uh, maybe if you can find so, something, but be very, very, very careful, and not to get one with that says Windows S on it. And Windows S means that you're only in that mode, and it's very difficult to take it out of Windows S. And Windows S will not work with your screen reader choices, so. Um, that could be a problem. So be very, very careful. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna go between three and four hundred dollars, just be very careful. Yeah, I am kind of nervous because I don't do very well with a laptop. I, I, I'm so used to using the external keyboard. If you know what I mean. Well, you know, you can always buy. Because I know you, you can hook that. You can always hook a keyboard up to your laptop. So, it right when somebody had told me, long as they're flat, uh, what you call it, uh, they're not got to be round. They got to be the flat uh, pointers to go in the laptop. No, no, you have no problem with a USB keyboard or a wireless keyboard to work on a laptop. No, no, no problem at all. 
you're not limited on your choice of keyboards. That used well, to be the I, like way. I say, I'm nervous. Yeah. Yeah, I'm nervous about it. I really am, but I know I got to go that direction. But if you have any questions, when you get closer to it, you call us because we'll talk you through it. We'll push you right off the cliff. Okay, okay Sharon? Okay, yeah. then. Uh, I don't know who to really call, but uh, when I can get my email back up, Windows 7, um, I do have your uh, email address. Right. Just email me anytime and I'll answer you. Okay, then. I thank you so much. Y'all have a blessed day. You too. Bye, Sharon. Thank you, Sharon. Bye-bye. It's all your choice, Jeff. Okay. Bill? Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, i just give you a weather report. It's been in the low 90s here. We're in the 70s right now. Going to get in the 80s. Had a big thunderstorm yesterday and going to get rain again today. And then this weekend, we're supposed to be in the 60s. So, I mean, it's crazy weather around here. And otherwise, everything's going okay. And that's about it. Oh, on the, uh, what Jerry was talking about, his Google, I found that out too. If you say Google Play, you say, okay, Google Play Legend Oldies Radio, it goes to the sports lounge. On mine, I got to say, okay, Google Play Legend Oldies Music. It'll go to the station. Now, Lady A, you just say, play Legend Oldies Radio on TuneIn. From we'll TuneIn. we'll do some checking with Google to make sure that maybe we can take that away so that that doesn't cause a problem. Yeah, because if you say for if you say Legend Oldies Radio, it'll uh, bring up Sports Lounge from like night. Oh, I don't know, like I forget what what year it was now, but <laughs> I get the same thing. So then you have to say Play Legend Oldies Music. Then it'll come on and it'll say. Then it comes back and say Playing Legend Oldies Radio from TuneIn. So, but if you say Tune into it, it won't do it either. Yeah. Well, we'll give that a try, but I'm, Mike and I all work on that problem and see if we okay. can't solve it's no, that. It's no, big, it's no big problem, but it's just, it's just a trick right. that I had to learn on the Google or on the Google one because I would say it and it kept going to the sports lounge, and then uh, I'd come out and finally I said one day I said let me try something else. So I just said, "Okay, Google Play Legend Oldies Music," and it popped right up. Said playing Legend Oldies. Radio from TuneIn, start your show. So. Oh, there you go. Ready? All right, Bill. Yeah, electronics are a lot of tricks. Yeah. yeah, a lot of tricks, a lot of tricks. Oh, and uh, have a safe trip back, Bill. I'll probably oh, talk to you before. Oh, that. yeah. Right. Thank you. Okay. All right. Next. Next, Jeff, yeah. Echo, Google, stop. My Google, I don't know why I was playing. I don't know why I was playing Michael Bolton. I didn't do that. <laughs> All right, who's Beth is next. Who's next? Go team? ahead, Beth. Oh, good morning. Oh, good morning. Good morning, Beth. How are you? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm hoping you're all doing well. We're hanging in there. Well, I hope that it's still okay for me to bring this up. I, there was some things I wasn't able to hear as much earlier because someone came in and gave me breakfast but i was um listening trying to hear what joe had to say about the playing the cds and winamp and i'm wondering i know what i what i'm able to do i'd like to play them in windows media player for some reason but um 
what I do though, sometimes if I want to play something at WinApp, I'll go to, um, my clock's giving me competition. I'll go to, uh, I'll do the Alt F and then go down to play. And then after that, go down to CD. I haven't even tried that with the CD feature in WinApp yet though, but I, I know that there's a way to do that. And I'm sorry if I'm repeating something that Joe might already have. Re- have oh, have- that, that, that's okay, Beth. Doug came in and gave a demo, and Alan also said when you install WinApp, you have to make sure that it's you know put in classic mode. Yes, um, and I did hear that too. So, and- but no, that that's not a problem. But I didn't even know anybody had CDs anymore. I still do. <laughs> yeah. I, but, but I like to have most of my music on the computer now, and then I do like to make audio CDs or audio DVDs of certain things, and it's it's a lot of fun because I, I don't even have any CDs anymore. I could do a demo of it <laughs> right here for you, uh, but when I get back home, I'll go, you know. But I I think, um, you know, they will play. Um, it was. There was something also about okay. when you were mentioning about the stamps mm-hmm. earlier and last evening a, a couple of friends and I were talking they were mentioning media mail there was someone who wanted to know how to get their CDs and cassettes sent to people and they were doing it free matter for the blind but unfortunately they said that when something got to the person that was that was it was supposed to be sent to there wasn't anything in the envelope, and I'm thinking, oh, that's not good. And so they they said that they decided to go to media mail with that instead of free matter because I don't know that now that I trust free matter for the blind. Well, first of all, I guess we all have our opinions about this and that, and I'm sure other people will chime in on this. Uh, Using media mail, which you can use, which is a lot cheaper, and you can use that with stamps, and we used it in the store to send out CDs all the time. I um, I think people have a... Uh, I'm going to get in trouble here, but I think they have abused the free material for the blind to know in to where oh, yeah. it's not even... Well, they've just abused it. Let's, let's yeah, I, I've known people that send Christmas cards through well, that Free Matter. I don't know if they still do. But before, my dad used to ask me, why don't you send your print email or your, your print snail mail? He said, why don't you send your print letters Free Matter for the Blind? And I said, are you kidding, Dad? I don't think so. I said, mm-hmm. I only do that with the Braille letters. Right. Anything that that's Braille related but sending... You know, we know some people that used to send cookies and they right, just drop alumni, a real calendar in it. Before I became the president for our alumni, they used to do that and yeah. then would put in NFB stuff, mm-hmm. um, stuff in the envelope to fill it up so they would call it Braille. NFB got a hold of it and found out what they were doing. Stop that part of it. Illegal as can be. Sick and bird, kept illegal. on doing it. Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's come on. It's, it's a dumb. privilege that we had to be able to send, you know, the free material. Why take advantage of it like that? 
Well, I mean, it allows your state libraries to be able to send all those boxes of Braille books. Can you imagine? Oh, boy. How heavy that would be if you had to pay for those things. Right. And, and it should be. And that's fine. That's not a problem. But when you blatantly, blatantly, and the Indiana School for the Blind did that until we got there and said, no, 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 this cannot be done. That's Someone sent me a T-shirt in the, the mail one time, Free Matter. They said they would put a Braille book in there, a Braille magazine in the package with it also and send they send it all free matter and then they just put in the t-shirt and i said what happened to the invisible braille magazine here or something like that and the, and oh, yeah. another friend of hers said what did you do and she said do you mean i sent the t-shirt free matter for the blind without any braille in it and i said sounds like something you do yeah no 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 very, very good, Beth. Well, see, we're getting a little stacked up here, but you got thank like nine you. people raised with yeah. the hands raised. All right, I'm going to shut up. I'm sorry. No. Thank you, Beth. Okay, Gary, I gotta, I'm gotta ask you to unmute because you're still muted. So, I will get to you next. Let me go to the. Let's go to David Meyer. Go ahead, David. Hey, Dave. Go ahead, David. Am I am I on? You're yes, on. You Go are. ahead. Okay. Uh, first of all, I wanted to say kudos to Gail. Thank you for a positive shout-out for NFB Newsline. Um, it's a great service, and there's a lot of different stuff that you can do with it. Um, and more people should really have it. Anyway, that's my take on that. But um, also... When we were talking about the free matter for the blind, and I don't know if you guys, any of you guys remember this or not, because it, ha it was a long, long time ago. But back in the early 80s, I think maybe 81 or 82, there was actually an attempt by the Reagan administration to actually take that franking privilege away. And um, haven't heard of anything like that since then, but... If it's abused enough, it's something that certainly could happen again. Well, I don't believe, I believe in the service. I believe in it 100%. But I don't believe in the serious abuse of it. Um, that That's not what it was meant for. Let's enjoy this privilege while we have it and can keep it, but don't abuse it, you know, by mailing tons and tons of cookies across the state or all over the nation. That's not what free Braille. It's not free cookies. It's not That's an... What I, I'm sorry. No, That's, what That's I guess free I'm, cookies for the blind. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I guess I'm trying to say. If too many people abuse it too much and officials get wind of it, um, there could be a threat to take it away again. It could easily go away now because of the economic conditions that the post office is in. Nothing is nothing is set in stone for life, Dave. I I mean I hope it does continue, but let's respect it and use it wisely. And who knows? Anything else you got going, Dave? That's a good point, though. I I really don't. I was going to mention the weather in Chicago, but. Yeah. Uh, Bill beat me Bill to it, beat you too. So, um, he's been our Chicago weatherman ever since I've tuned into the coffee club. So, oh. thank you, Bill. Uh, but the only thing I'm going to say to you, Dave, is 
hats off to Newsline and all the great stuff that it does. So you don't ever have to worry about promoting Newsline on this show because we all use it and take advantage of it. I've been to an ACB convention where we use Newsline to read the menus and the uh, programs. So that's all I'm going to say is Newsline's for all blind people. I don't care who you are. It's a wonderful thing. Thank you very much. All right, Dave. Okay, Jeff. Okay, Fran, you, uh, it says ask to unmute. You're still muted, so let me go. If you're, can you unmute yourself, and we can get to you, Fran. And so we, let me go to the, let me go to the next person. Oh, and Scott, the same thing. So you guys got to you guys got to unmute yourselves, please, because if if you're muted, we can't unmute you guys. If not, Jeff, I think I can get him. Have we got Gary back I yet? Sh- I, I don't know if Gary's. Uh, let me. I see should him. be. Gary's here. Yeah, yeah, Gary's good. (laughs) Well, talking about Newsline, I've had it since 96, and it's a great service. Um, 96 or 7, somewhere back then. But uh, my TuneIn account is so old that I have iHeart stations on it, and I have to, I can't delete them because it will throw me to this. You know, we don't carry this station, but you'll like this one, we've decided. Oh, yeah. And so it throws you to another one. And then when I used to be able to go on my computer and do that stuff with those favorites, last time I tried to do it, I couldn't even see a place to edit your favorites on there. So uh, it's that's kind of annoying. <laughs> so I have a bunch of favorites on my uh, old 2004 or 5 vintage tune-in account uh, that I can't believe because they haven't been on there for you know years and years. Gary, yeah. do you remember when the old TuneIn account would allow, well, they used to have a program that that would allow you to record and you paid for it and you could record all kinds of radio stations and do all that kind of stuff and then they took that away. Yeah, I think they used Speak On or something, <laughs> if memory serves. Uh, but yeah, I, I do remember that. I think uh, Jeff I remembers did. that too. Yeah. Oh, Bill. I bet Jeff. I bet Jeff does remember it. (laughs) I remember a program that Bill and I used to love, and Bill, you and I used it all the time. It was called Red Button, and that's that's long gone. But that was a great program too. So. (laughs) Oh yeah, I never thought. I thought they said we could have this for life, and then it was gone. They took your money, and it was gone. Red Button. So, anything else going on, Gary? Uh, there was another thing I was going to say, but I've left what's left in my mind, so I'll bring it back up if it comes back. I'm having trouble getting unmuted, Tom. You're unmuted. You're, you're, you're unmuted, unmuted now, Fran. Oh, okay. You, you were going to be next anyway, Fran. <laughs> you, you are right in live and full color, Fran. Oh, okay. You're Go right ahead, there. You get oh, priority. Okay. You get priority um, on the show, Fran. You know why? What's that? You get priority on the show. Why is that? Because you love cats, so you go to the oh. top of the list. <laughs> is that how what you do to get priority on That's what show? you do, okay. yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway, um, first of all, it's going to be ninety, at least 91 degrees here today. We've had rain and all kinds of craziness, thunderstorms and, um, you know, just... So the weather here has been crazy, but what else is new? Um, 
Anyway, you were talking about somebody was um, wanting to get a laptop. And I have one of those. I think they're called desk replacements, desktop replacements. Uh Um, It's a larger laptop with a full-size screen, you know, and everything's on, you know, I mean, a full-size keyboard. I'm a screen. (laughs) Full-size keyboard. I need more coffee. Um, And uh, I have one, and it's great. But one thing you have to watch out for if uh, they have one of those touch pads. Oh, yes. I have um, to go in and disable them all the time. Yeah. And there's, it's really hard with it. I have mm. a Dell. Yes. And I hard. have yet to have be able to get that thing turned off. People have tried to turn it off, and it just doesn't want to turn off. So I use um, a USB keyboard. I just plug it into the USB Port and I use that, so I use a separate keyboard. Um, I use my keyboard from my old desktop to, you know, that way I don't have to worry about running into that um, situation. That, 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 but I, um, I believe we can turn that off for you. Yeah, I believe that could be turned off because I've I've had a customer and she just puts her hands anywhere and she just starts freaking. And much back yeah, in she kind goes, of sensitive. That's what happens when she you, goes. Yeah, that's nuts. what you, you barely breathe on it, and it, and it. Right, and, know, I, but it can be done. Pushed into something, you know, like I'd be doing something, and all of a sudden it would have me doing something else. Right, it, it can be done. I think one week we're going to do more extensive talking about laptops and what what they can do and what they can't do, and why you might want a laptop. You know the, the good things that the, they they can do, and the sizes you can get, and they're always changing. And those desktop replacements are great. Um, they're just a little big and bulky when you carry them. Yeah, and um, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to get a regular laptop that is actually a laptop. <laughs> um, you know, smaller, but that's for another day. But uh, we're going to get iPhone. SEs. We're going to the Verizon store today to set all that up. We've tried to do it by phone, and it was a nightmare. I, I could tell you about it, but it would take forever. And it, <laughs> we, we, we get um, it, and I think the Apple stores are going to be opening soon. So I think you... Oh, yeah, I was wondering. Good. That was going to be my next question, actually. Was it, Does anybody know when the Apple stores are going to be opening? I think this week. Didn't I hear that oh. last night on the news? Oh, we could just go down there. I had heard next Monday. Yeah. But it also all depends on where you're located and yeah. well, how they open. The- they're, in Apple, yeah. they're, they're in Austin, in, Texas, so they don't have a problem, Jeff. Here in Austin, a lot of things that are supposed to be open, I mean, a lot of things are not open. They're um, like the restaurants are still doing curbside, so you can go there in a car and get you know pick it up. But uh, Come to Florida, we let anything happen here. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that, yes. Yeah, we let it go. It is better. Now I think we're only at 50%. Or is it Indiana that's at 75% now or something like that? We've got all kinds of people lining up just to come over to Indiana to get haircuts from Illinois. So, wow. <laughs> you know, we, we let it flow. We believe in letting it roll. But yeah, the Apple oh, okay. Store will be open. Uh, will be open, but 
the Verizon store could do the same thing, I'm sure. Um, yeah, the Verizon store is open, and um, you know, but I don't know. Maybe it would be better to get it from the Apple store. I don't know if it makes a difference, but not uh, really. It, it's you're only as good as a person setting up your phone. That's true. I, that I is mean, true. your phone. You know, so yeah, they, you, you, you're as good as that. All right. All right, friend. Remember, you okay. give talk priority. Ah, oh, thank you. All right. I appreciate that. All right. I was going to mention that um, for keyboard, I mean, not for keyboard, but for turning off the touchpad, there is a kind of a neat way to do it. Um, if you use, if you have a um, wireless mouse, which there will be a dongle for it, there is a way in settings to turn off the touchpad when you have a mouse plugged in. And so if you leave that wireless dongle plugged in, it turns off the touchpad. And then if you want the touchpad back, all you have to do is unplug the dongle. Yeah, that, that's true. That is, that is one way to approach that. I've done that because my wife always wants to use the touchpad and I don't. And <laughs> right. And <laughs> some people are just more it. sensitive oh, to yeah, that yeah. than other people. And yeah, yeah. I. Well, there is there are sensitivities adjustments on the touchpad too. Right. There is, but still, it wouldn't matter. You could set this one on a hundred percent. We'd have the same issue. So, uh, the the key is is to get it disabled for some particular people okay. another thing i was go oh, ahead, sorry no you go ahead. Was, another thing i was going to mention real quick is today is the 100th anniversary of the nfb of minnesota and we're doing a, a special presentation it's available if you go to nfbmn.org Okay, and just before we go back to the thing, we've got one caller who's been waiting for eight minutes. So oh, let's ahead. bring that caller in real quick. Sure, Bill. And we want to, we, we'll, um, go ahead, Debbie. I believe it may be Debbie, but I could be hey. wrong. Yes, it is. Well, welcome to the coffee Hello? clip. Yeah, we're right here. Debbie in Lafayette, Indiana. Hey, yes. I wanted to say, and probably everybody knows this but me, I don't know, um, I found out I wanted to download a book from Bard onto my iPhone, and I was on the Bard website, and you can't download them directly from there. You have to add it to your wish list and then download them from your wish list. Well, I don't like that. Yeah, th <laughs> that's a Bard issue, though. But on some books, you can directly download if you're looking at favorite book or um, some of the... Uh, Jenny, help me out here. Like recently added... Yeah, this right. one, I wanted to go into a certain category of books, and I couldn't do it. So, but, I mean, I could go into the category, but, but you, I had to put it on... I guess I have to put it on the wish list. Yeah, but once you put it on the wish list, then you can do what you want with it when you, right. when you download yeah, it. So what, that's what I was told. Yeah, it works. But, it works uh, pretty well. Okay. Well, thank you. I just thought I'd throw that in. I'm still working trying to use this Windows 10. I'll tell you, that's a whole other ball game. <laughs> uh, 
Anyway. Oh, you'll team it. You'll team it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm getting there. Well, you guys have a great day. You too. Thanks Bye-bye. a lot. Bye-bye. Okay, yeah, as Tim, you were saying about that, and then we'll get back to the calls. About your 100th anniversary. Yeah, we, we put together a, uh, it's about 28-minute or 27-minute presentation about the things that we have accomplished over the last 100 years. And uh, I, I think it's pretty neat presentation anyway it's uh like i said you can go to nfbmn.org and listen to it look for the link yeah there's a link it's it's being streamed all day today so oh well i invite people to go check that out because that may be a great one after my show oh after your show no, do it at 11.01. 11.01, just go right there. No, no, 1.01. Oh, okay. All right. Maybe 11.01 Pacific time they can do, yeah, or, or Central go. time. All right, Tim, let's see. Jeff, you've got, We've got more Marianne Megularelli. Go ahead, Marianne. Good morning, all. It is in the 50s here, and it's going up to about mid 70s we're supposed to have afternoon thunderstorms for oh probably most of the next week which definitely looks like colorado in the spring and summer and bill i i guess uh i guess maybe i don't know if that means i get priority or not but i used to have two kitties and one of them was blind thunder lived to be about 16 or 17 and i put a tribute to her on my facebook the day she passed away she was a sweet kitty all right you're at the top um, of the list too you're up there <laughs> and 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 at the time i had thunder and lightning but lightning was the um lightning was the white cat and thunder was the black one no it's the opposite thunder was uh thunder was white she was an albino kitty um and lightning was black and they were not named for their colors. And people, sighted people used to say, oh, your cats are named backwards. You should switch it. And I said, no. Thunder was named for her purr by a little boy who thought her purr sounded like thunder. So that's how she got her name and oh. such. And it was like, you know, this is not a visual thing. This is just, this is what we want, not what you guys think is right. Well, and there you go. It, it was one of those things years ago that taught me that, you know, just because just because things are certain ways visually doesn't mean they're the right they're the right thing and for those who are keeping track of things with me i am down 31 pounds and i ran a virtual 10k in my living room on monday for the boulder boulder but the best news out of all of it is that i went to the doctor and she ran my annual labs and my sugars were down to 5.7, which is down from last year in July when they were tested, they were way up at like 9.6. So she's incredibly happy with me. My cholesterol meds are getting cut in half. My, um, my sugar meds are getting cut by a third. And she's super happy with the weight loss and everything else. And all the labs are in the green and or whatever color they are that says everything is okay and such. So 
maybe something I'm doing is actually working pretty well. Marion, are you taking any diabetic medication as well? I've, uh, oh, she said yeah, she I, right now I'm just taking a met, metformin extended release. That's the only thing I'm taking. Are they trying to get you off of that at some point as well? I'm working on it. I did that. I went to zero. I'm still taking one, but I don't have to. But I did the same thing you did, Marianne, and it's it's life-changing. And I, I attribute mine to my machine, you know, the the meter that, you know, we can read with the iPhone. I Well, that and some diet, you know, you can't just... When you know something is bad and you just can't continue to eat it, you know you're going to eat it sometimes. But you know when you when you're in control and you can tell what you're doing, I went from 11.3 down to a 5.2, so I know it can work. Yeah, and, and I actually went because I started feeling like I was getting overmedicated. I felt I was getting sweats and just all kinds of other stuff and i was like i don't feel right i think i'm actually over medicating at this point because i wasn't um checking blood sugars all the time and so on and so forth because it was my first bit around and i said you know let me see what i can do with my own diet and exercise and so on i really didn't want to start getting into checking blood sugars all the time and the doctor said, well, we'll see how well you do on your own. And if you can bring it way down, we won't make it so that you have to keep doing that to yourself. Yeah, I thought I'm going to go on insulin if I don't. And that's what he told me. And I didn't want to do that. So mm-hmm. I challenged myself on that one. I'm not as good on the exercise as you are. But, <laughs> but it, by doing that and watching what I eat, I was able to bring my weight down by 25 or 30 pounds, which made a huge difference. So, Well, see, and now mine is the exercise. The only problem with the exercise is that now the now maybe the fat is turning into muscle, so it's heavier. <laughs> oh, there you go. But it's healthier. There you can't you win, Blair Ann. You can't win. No, but we're proud of I you. I can't, but I can sure try. We're proud of you, and you're at the top of the list now. You're right up there, so. Just because of the kitty. Yeah. I mean, it, it's bribery. It's bribery, of course. So, but we understand that, and we can go with it. It's cool, though. But you are. I appreciate that. Well, come back, and we'll be right here, so. If you got other comments, we'll get. Uh, we got any more hands, Jeff? Or? Uh, we got a bunch of hands, but I want to get the ones we haven't heard from. Okay. I just wanted to say real quick to Debbie that if you are using the, uh, when you use the the Bard app, if you go like in the most recent books or in some of those categories like that are most popular, you should be able to download the book directly without going to your wish list. Right. Good point. All right, Jeff. We have one two one zero. This is the area code. All right. Go ahead, two one zero. Hey, this is Todd from Arizona. I was there a while ago in, in the Zoom group, but I, it, when I tried to unmute myself, it said the host was not allowing. Oh no, we're not like, stopping nobody. We're not stopping nobody. For some reason, maybe it's a Zoom update thing. But um, back to uh, Sharon. I happen to know Sharon uh, from chat lines. Uh, from uh, little from Little Rock, I believe she is. Yes. Uh, 
I was going to I was going to suggest uh, the Harbolt company. You know, they often have laptops for sale, and he does. I think he does some kind of training or has tutorials on Windows 10 or, or helps you set it up. H a r b o l t company dot com. Yeah, that uh, is an option. Might be a good resource for laptops because I know he had. In fact, I think he had a nice one the other day. Yeah, he might um, go to his website, check it out. I mean, he does a lot of other yep. stuff for for the visually impaired. You know, just know that if, yeah. if you're able to shop it yourself, you could probably save a little bit more money. But if you can't and you need that kind of help, that is a wonderful resource. Right. And it's Harbolt Company, the company, word company is spelled out. Okay. Yeah, we'll give right. them a shout That's out. I'll, I'll put them in the link. And thank you, Scott. All right. I'll be following. All right. Okay, and we've got Gail, and she's... Go ahead, Gail. Um, I was just going to say I really appreciate Dave uh, Meyer, uh, you know, as far as Newsline. I, before, I didn't have it. I wasn't sure what was going on. I checked with the communication center and all this. Then I thought I'd just call the national office, and that's when I got my email. I had already been subscribed because when Jim and I were still together... He helped me subscribe to Newsline, and I didn't realize what happened with the move and everything. You just don't know. But I really love it for the new, for the weather and for anything else I need off of there. And I love the speech. The speech is beautiful. It is a great thing. Thanks. It is a great thing. Thank you, Gail. Let's see. Who's we have only here? one more left, and that's Bill out of Chicago. All right. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, this kind of goes back a ways when you're talking about the uh, free matter for the blind male. Uh, I Years ago, I knew a guy that worked with the post office, and he was telling me about that, how that they started free matter for the blind years ago is because the weight of the paper made the postage prohibitive for most blind people back then to even pay for it. So that's when they started the free matter. Now, of course, the post office is real hard hard bind right now because it's almost well you might as well say it is bankrupt but the thing of it is Bill knows a real good friend of ours in Annapolis uses because Jennifer when she mentioned Christmas cards I had to sit here and start laughing because I know a person that does that and they send everything out on free matter and I mean it's just to me it is abusing it is abusing the privilege for what it is because it was strictly made for the weight of the mail because back when postage was like three cents and two cents well even if you took braille paper back then and stuck it in an envelope or rolled it you're going to pay twice that amount or more but now it, it costs you probably a couple of dollars to mail one letter now yep. if you took the postage for the braille paper yep. yep very very you're 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 spot on on your observations there are people who abuse it and the the intent of it, I believe, was very, very, very good. But to tarnish our school's name by doing um, stuff like that, cookies and... Oh, yeah, they, that, they, send, they send bread out the same way, you know. Right, no, no, no. <laughs> wrong, wrong, wrong. I keep echoing. Right. So... No. 
Anyway, but thank you, Bill. Uh, any more okay. hands, Jeff? Yeah, now, I got Gary, who's... I'm going to have to ask you to mute Gary. Well, but what happens he muted himself, and when he does that, it's hard for we can't unmute him. Let me Go see. ahead, Gary. Oh. Okay, let me see. Are you there, Gary? Okay. Now I should be on mute. There you I go. I, I, okay. There you go. Well, yeah, talking about free matter, I guess uh, in my life, I've known, most people I've known live the straight and narrow life because they pretty much use it for cassettes and books and, you know, maybe equipment and stuff like that. You know, they don't, uh, I mean, I've heard of things like that happening and people sending all sorts of bizarre things uh, through free matter, but I've never personally known anybody who did it. Uh, you know, so I I used it just for what it was for, uh, pretty much. And you know, so you know that, that's fascinating to hear about these stories about what people do to get around it. You know, uh, guess we're always trying to get around something somehow. I guess. Yeah, um, yeah, I and mean, people do, unfortunately, but. You know, for what it was intended for, it's a great thing. Oh, it is, yeah, sure. You know, it's a, it's a, and also about mailboxes nowadays. It's hard to mail back certain size, uh, you know, like containers because the new mailboxes don't open as far as they used to. No, so, in our mailbox. Well, I always wonder why do they make mailboxes so darn small? You can't hardly put an. A, sheet of paper in there without yeah they're, it they're trying to keep people from reaching in there and getting in them some kind of way I mean it's it's an anti-vandalism thing really yeah and the, ours is very small I've had enough time getting Jenny's electric bills out in the mailbox and they're small and the one at home's a little bigger but not much um, I don't even know where the nearest street mailbox is to me now I used to Whenever I moved to a place, that was one thing I would look for because I would always have books to mail back. Right. That, that's and, true. That's a good thing about stamps.com. You can now uh, I just download them, so I don't have to worry about that. But yeah. Some people still do. So, you know. They keep uh, my my mailbox keeps getting further and further away. Well, I shouldn't say that. They They keep taking them away so that I have to go further and further to get to the nearest one. I just picture this mailbox walking down the median, you know, <laughs> the further. What about the new thing in a lot of, in a lot of houses? They, they want the mailbox not to be on the house itself, but right at the driveway so they don't have to leave the mail truck to put the mail right. in your mailbox. Yeah. And you and gotta, that's how my sister's is set up where she lives. Yeah, we've got to walk down there to the street. Now, back in Indianapolis, the one good thing the condo owners did do was gave us a mailbox with the door on both ends where you could put your mail in from both si either side. Otherwise, you were having to walk out to the street to open up the mail because it opened up on the street side where you had to step down into the street. And they changed that. Now, that's good. So that, that's good. The, but, I was going to mention to, uh, I think it was Scott that said that he, uh, he, you have to raise your hand if you're muted 
to let Jeff know that you want to talk, and then you have to unmute yourself if you've muted yourself in the first place. Right, because normally when they, when you come in, you're going to be muted by the host until we unmute you. But if you mute yourself, we can unmute you. That's that. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. So the minute it says when uh, the host has acknowledged your raised hand, then do the Alt A and unmute yourself if you're on the computer. And if you're on the phone, do the star, was it nine? Star nine to raise your hand. Or if you're star on an iPhone, star, I guess you'd have to star go six. into that. Star six. Star six. six. Star it's six. Yeah. Star six to unmute yourself. But you can't, if you're on the phone, you can't unmute yourself with star six. Oh. If you've been muted by the host, it won't let you. Right, please. Uh, yeah. So you have to use a star nine and raise your hand so they can unmute you. Yeah. So, okay. Gail, I think we're all caught up, my friend. We're all caught up. We're all caught Gail up. Gail just raised her hand. Oh, she's right. Gail just raised her hand. <laughs> Go ahead, Gail. I'm just letting you know I'm going to be saying goodbye for the day, but um, it was a great time this morning. And thank you so much for everything you do. So I'm going to get out of here for the day. All right, Gail. Have a good day, and we'll see you in request land. Yep. All right. Bye bye. All right. Dave and Chris, you've been awful quiet. It's time to, since there's no real scheduled demo for the day and it it didn't come, we're going to ask you a few questions. It's Ask Dave and Chris. So we're just changing focus just a little bit. But um, I think Jenny asked you something last night, Chris, about some chocolates. Just about chocolate last night i'm not sure exactly she just said she wanted to talk about the different kinds well some people might not know the difference between dark chocolate milk chocolate and white chocolate dark chocolate yeah has more cocoa and less sugar um it's supposed to be a little healthier for you, although you can kind of take that with a grain of salt, I guess. It has some good things, but it is, you know, still chocolate, so you have to kind of do things in moderation if you can. <laughs> um, mm. The real interesting <laughs> thing, I, I don't think white chocolate tastes like chocolate at all, and I have heard that there's no real chocolate or cocoa in it, but I don't know if that's true. The thing I find interesting about chocolate is that if it's real chocolate, it there you do such a thing called tempering, and you don't want your chocolate to go out of temper, which means if you get your chocolate too hot, when it reconstitutes itself, it will turn gray and kind of chalky and dry. So to temper chocolate you don't want it to get above 120 degrees and maybe not even that hot if you can help it so when you melt real chocolate you need to be really careful not to let your chocolate go out of temper you have a candy thermometer chris how do you handle that you can use a candy thermometer you can actually use a meat thermometer you can use a well maybe not a medical thermometer but you can use almost any other kind of thermometer but Really, it, as long as you can dip your finger in it without it being real hot. I mean, if you 
if it calls for melted chocolate, all you need is for it to be warm enough to melt. So they tell you to be really careful with it so it doesn't go out of temper. So what is what is a candy thermometer as opposed to any other kind of thermometer? I've never known. I'm a just candy curious. thermometer is generally one you can leave in your pot. Um, it will often have a clamp where you can clamp it onto your pot and mm-hmm. it'll... It'll the clamp will cause it to be an inch or so away from the side, and the height would be adjustable so that your thermometer isn't touching the side of your pan. It will actually stay there, and you can lower the tip down into your candy, your boiling mixture, and you can get the temperature as it goes up or down. Now, are there... Are there- Braille candy thermometers, or is that just something that... No. Uh, I, well, I've never seen one. I shouldn't what? say there aren't any. I've not mm-hmm. seen one. Somebody will call in and say they did, so I could be wrong. Are they... There are talking ones, though, and there are ones that work with your iPhone. That would be the iGrill. The iGrill, or, yeah. And there uh, may be others. I don't know. What but... is it called? Weber, Weber now. Yeah, it's called oh, Weber. They're talking thermometers, but are they candy thermometers? This one is. Uh, some are, some aren't, but this one is it wouldn't be that hard to turn something into a candy thermometer though really if you wanted to as long as you know it's not going to hurt the thermometer the thing you have to watch some meat thermometers are and some are not designed to go up to temperatures like 238 or whatever because when you make candy, you have three stages, and there's other ways to tell besides candy thermometers, but they're harder and they take time. You have the softball stage, the hardball stage, and the hard crack stage for, like, peanut brittle. In your softball stage, if you take a little bit of your mixture and drop it into a cup of cold water, it's supposed to form a softball. Same with the hardball, and the hard crack stage is supposed to turn into threads when you drop it in water. Well, that's kind of cumbersome, so uh, I don't have them on the top of my head right now, but uh, the softball is actually cooler, the hardball is warmer, and the hard crack is about, I think that's about 238. I don't remember what the other temperatures are. I'd have to look. Is there a particular candy that you like to make? Because I know candy can be rather messy, and sometimes you got to use a double boiler and everything else with that. Is I don't really like to make candy that well. Um, it, it's a pain. Yeah. Uh, my grandmother was really good at it. I can. I'm not the best, but I can make it. But I think it's kind of a pain. It's a lot easier with a candy thermometer, I will say that. So, now, what is semi-sweet chocolate? Because I like that occasionally. Semi-sweet chocolate is chocolate that's got some sugar. It's less sugar than milk chocolate. Probably a little more than dark chocolate. Okay. Hmm. All right. This time of year, there's a lot of people cooking fresh vegetables from the garden. Like the other day, well, this wasn't from the garden, but you were cooking fresh cabbage for Dave and is it hard for you to cook things like green beans or what's those things that uh, the kids brought down when they were down here that one night fresh asparagus is it hard to cook things like that for you Chris Uh -uh. 
So No, I like to do the cabbage, and I also did the green beans in the Instant Pot, but before I had the Instant Pot, I just did them on top of the stove. just takes longer. Do you can vegetables or use the jar with the cur jars and lids and all that stuff? Do you do any of that stuff anymore? Or, or I did do you not. Use, I used don't. to help when I was younger. I used to help my grandmother, but no, I don't. But don't, don't tell her she can't blanch corn. Or... apple butter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my problem, Chris, is I don't like to do the cooking, although I love watching cook or listening to cooking shows. I'd, I'd rather someone else do it, but uh, you are great. I mean, I can't do any of this stuff. I'm, I'm all thumbs in the kitchen. It's like me. I just I just like to eat what is. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I feel the same way, Dave. I, I do. <laughs> all right, Chris. Yeah, but you're the cleanup man, and you got to have every good cook has to have a good cleanup. Yeah, that's, that's right, and he is good at that. He's very good at that, well, and he likes to do it. One quick question before well, yeah. so. One quick question before the raised hand, Fran. We acknowledge you'll be right there. Um, Chris, how would you fix some asparagus, fresh asparagus? There's a couple ways you can do it. A lot of people just steam it. Uh, asparagus isn't something I cook all the time, so I would have to look up the times. But some people, some people steam it. Some people throw it on the grill. Um, I've cooked it in the oven before. I wouldn't doubt, but what you might be able to cut it a little bit and air fry it. I don't know. I'm sure you probably could. Okay, let's let's get Fran in back into the mix. Well, you could air fry it because we've I've had breaded asparagus before. I never have, but it sounds interesting. Go ahead, Fran. Go ahead, Fran. Is she muted? Let me. Oh, here I am. Here okay. I am. Okay, I was. Um, I wanted to ask about the smart oven. Um, that Amazon smart oven. The th- one thing that concerns me is what happens if your A lady doesn't work for some reason? You can't get online, or sometimes one time our A lady was just having a bad day and just wouldn't work for some reason. We had to reset her up. Well, um, is there a way to use it? If that doesn't work, I suppose the answer is probably yes, because the A lady on that particular oven has a Braille menu, so you could do certain things from your menu from the um, from the Braille menu if you can read Braille. Oh yes, there's like a popcorn, there's pita, so I would believe that you would be able to do those things because you do have those menu keys. Our microwave does not, so that might be a problem. So, but this does have... The, well, there, there are, there are going to be some menus that you won't be able to read. Right, you won't I mean, have your I mean, full as function. far as the labels on the, on the thing, they are brailed. You, you oh, that's good to know. Defaults, I would guess. Right. Your June oven, you'd be out of business. Your that you would at least have a shot. And fortunately, we're we're in a day and age where you could microwave with it. I suppose without a real problem. And you know, it it's something that definitely could definitely could be done because of yeah. the menu. I have another microwave. But. Yeah. 
And I suppose uh, if there's presets, he'd be able to. Yeah, there are presets. So. Yeah, I didn't realize there was Braille on it. On it, that's good to know. Yeah, I thought it was a Braille overlay. You Braille have, for it. You yeah, have, it I is it. It's, a Braille, it's an over. Isn't it an overlay, Dave? You got to yeah, buy for it's, it. Yeah, it's an overlay. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Oh, that's good to know. All right. It cost you ninety nine cents, but then they give it back to you. Um, w- one time we did something on the the oven and. Quite honestly, I wish we had bought that evidence to the microwave we did, because we've still not... I wish we would have bought that oven instead of the June oven, but it wasn't out there. But the June does a great job on baking and this, that, and the other, but it doesn't do that. Yeah. In fact, I don't really need the microwave aspect of it. I just you know, the, the um, baking, you know, the convection oven is more what I want. Now, I'm going to give a shout-out for ovens that has just buttons and knobs on it is my little Cuisinart. That's a pretty good oven um, just for baking, those type of things. Of course, the June is excellent at that, but then again, you know, but the Cuisinart is a pretty good air fryer, too. Oh, now that would be good. If I could get if I could get something that just has the air fryer and the regular right. oven, and, right, it does. Yeah, you just want to be careful when you get like uh, a Cuisinart that it has the dials, you know, yeah, the not knobs, just the because, not just the buttons, but yeah, we right. have the dials, dials, the yeah, dials we and had, the buttons. We had a, a Cuisinart that it wound up being a t- it had a knob on it, all right. But then it, it had a touch screen. It was an infinity knob. Mm-hmm. So but yeah, this, this oh. one does not. This one is definitely yeah. because it's I got yeah, it. Yeah, that's why you want to make sure when if you get one of those that you yeah. make sure that it's got the knob. This Cuisinart. Yeah, is, the microwave we have has a touch screen because it's it came with the apartment, but we just put uh, Braille on it, yeah. and it was usable, but. Problem is with some things like our washing machine, for example, you can braille it, but there are some parts of the screen that are so sensitive that you actually set things off just barely touching it to read the braille on there to see what the button is. I had that when, with the GE stove when I when I when I bought my house. So you you couldn't braille it, or you, or you'd have to put the braille labels a slightly lower or slightly above the button so that you wouldn't push the buttons by mistake. The other thing you can do is you can get a brailleable even if you don't label the brailleable you can get a brailleable and cut it out and put it over that screen. It That'll cut down the clear. Sen- that'll cut the yeah. sensitivity so it's not quite so touchy. Then if you want to you can put your braille either directly on it or you can braille labels and put on the brailleable itself, and that does cut down the sensitivity. What is, I'm sorry, what is a brailleable? Brailleables are either whole sheets of paper that you can cut, or they well, make... Well, it's like a plastic, Well, yeah, they make cards, too, the three-by-fives or whatever, and you can cut them. They are plastic. You peel the back off, and they stick. Oh, that... That's cool. All they right. Come so I always from use the Dymo the, labelers. And that they come labeler. from the printing house. APH has them, oh. and they're reasonably okay. priced, and they're just great. Right. Go to APH.org and 
they're called brailables and we we use them a lot of times and they're 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 a good thing to have oh i can see that they would be yeah you, we use them here out. to make we use them here to make like braille overlays things like that and they're clear once you peel the back of them they're clear they're clear yeah and, okay well thank you i've learned a lot good but remember brailleables remember the amazon does have um the ability for the braille overlay and and what uh, was that other oven you were talking about i'm talking about the cuisinart we'll get together by email or something and we'll tell you about that cuisinart i'll send you the the model number of that and that one that one just basically has my email address has a thermometer it just has all knobs and it works. It may not be quite as big as the June. It's probably in, but it's, you, I mean, I can make a good batch of French fries in 15 minutes, or I can wow. do the chicken wings. I can do the, 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 you know, I can do what what needs to, to be done. Um, you know, it's got a basket of air fry basket. And so it actually works pretty well for me. Yeah, that's, that sounds more like what I might need. Yeah. So. Well, all right. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. We have a hand raised from Ellen in Albuquerque, Bill. All right. Go ahead, Ellen. Go ahead, Ellen. There I am. Okay. Um, you were talking about you know labels. We and with the washing machine. Now I didn't do this, but I let my the manager know that I needed, you know, some kind of braille labeling because for the washing machine and the dryer actually. And so what they did was they I don't know where they got them at, but they got they purchased these labels, you know, for the for the uh, and looks like diamond tape, but I don't know for sure. But I tell you what. Those things stick and and it works beautifully. So, but I've also I'm also a big fan of diamond tape too. So, but I remember the first time when we got, when when I got my first microwave, I took a sheet of paper and just you know made just kind of cut a big hole in the middle there and then labeled what I needed labeled and then just stuck that around. Like it needed to, and that actually worked for the longest time until the microwave died. Then I had to change to something else. But yeah. one thing you should try to, you should get also, Ellen, is clear dimo tape if you ever have to use it again, because this way, side people can yeah. still use the equipment that you're going to be using. That that's what I do. I use the clear because that way, um, especially when you're you're uh, putting a label, like say on a if you get like a new uh, ATM card and you want to make sure that that is the one you need, you just just put the clear tape on it and you label it how you need to. And the sighted people don't even know it's there. Do you have trouble getting it to go into the ATM machines and things if you put tape on it? I didn't do that. I haven't done that. So, um, but usually the ones that I do 
it, that I put the dymo tape on for are the AARP cards and stuff like that, so that we you can tell the difference. I don't I don't do that with with the ATM card. And especially if I'm going to use it there at the bank, you know, and insert it, or at the grocery store. I wish the banks would find some way to to have them come to you with braille on them, so you can. Yeah, it would be nice. It's very hard to be independent on your setup of a credit card if you don't. I mean, you can do it, but it sure helps. I just wanted to say that one of the things that Chris and I use here a lot, and I don't know, we had talked about this maybe a year or so ago, but they still manufacture the six-dot Braille labeler. And um, yeah, the mm-hmm. thing is a fantastic machine. It, it's got a Braille keyboard, and <clears throat> you can type the label you want. And when it's done, and then you press the uh, you press a button, and it releases the uh, it rolls the the label out, and cuts it off, and it uses three eighths uh, Dymo tape, and they do make the the tape for that in the, in the clear, and it works really well. And now it doesn't jam like the uh, Dymo tape labelers, the hand ones with the dial that you turn, <sighs> and you don't have to fool with the Braille writer attachment, which is great, but this is a little less cumbersome. So who makes this particular too. labeler? Who makes this one? Um, do you remember the name of this? Six Dot. It's called Six Dot, but the company has another name. We had them on very early on, remember, many years ago? Yeah, it yeah. was. It yeah, was we a couple, did. Yeah, couple we years had them ago. on, and they, a representative came, and they cost about what six, seven hundred dollars for uh, one. I don't know what they are now. I'd have they to have look. dropped. Yeah, they've so. dropped quite a bit since since we got ours. Still, if you make a lot of labels and you can afford it, I I didn't know if I would use it six hundred dollars worth, but I really have. Yeah, I don't even think it's close to that price now, I don't think. Man, I sure went through a lot of those label guns when we had the store. I even sent, I think one time I sent Tim three different ones that he created into one good labeler for me. Well, the thing is, they're making them all plastic now, and they just oh, yeah, they're don't cheap. last. Yeah, I had and one even, of the old uh, Even metal. the magnetic tape that they make for them, you can tear it up using that. It's designed for it. Yeah, I, I had one of the old metal types. Well, I it's still cool. have it, but it needs a new roller, and of course, you can't get those. They don't even make that gun anymore. Well, two dime labelers. I, I hardly use them, but I do have them. And they're the metal ones, they're not the plastic ones. Okay, Dave, just a oh, couple if you things. If I buy one now, it's going to be plastic. I know. Just a couple things, um, Dave. It's called Logan Tech is the name of the company for the Braille Logan Tech, that's what it yeah. is, that's right. But based upon what I'm seeing here, the prices went up a little bit. I don't know, because we have... It showing $775. Um, what I'm reading here on the web, on the website. Uh, it's just sort of like a mini 
computer type right. thing yeah. you know, with the Braille key, key, keyboard. Yeah, I there. just pulled up their website, and it looks like 775. Maybe I'm not getting the special. But... Uh, yeah, I imagine everybody's got things on sale now. Yeah. We got a couple raised hands, Jeff. We have Bill. And Tim's got his hand up, I guess. Okay. Let me get to you, Bill. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, he's talking about the dino labels and that. Uh, of course, I do the old-fashioned way. I can peel the paper off and I put it on my slate and stylus and write the things. But uh, talking about the credit cards and bank cards, have you noticed if you got a new credit card lately, they don't emboss numbers on them anymore? They're, they're flat. They're actually smooth. You can't feel a thing because they got that special dot on them that reads it and all that stuff. You just swipe them across the machine. And I got yeah, a new credit card the other day, and it's just perfectly smooth. There's no, you can't tell the front side and the back side or right side up or right side down. No, you can't. And I used to be able to tell, make sure I got the right credit card back because I could read those. Yeah. Right, I could. I, well, I, I couldn't. And you could also like, you if you uh, no print, you could. I could. They were raised enough. You could feel the last. Yeah, that's what I mean. Numbers you could, you or, could yeah, you could feel the yeah. numbers. So all the new credit cards are now different, Bill. As a matter of fact, well, Chris, right. I have a flatbed scanner, and when I got my Discover card and my Capital One credit card, because they're all that, that new material now, I could actually read the credit card and the security code with my flatbed scanner. So, which I which, which I didn't, oh. use, I could not use. I wasn't able to do it one time. At the restaurant, though, in order to make sure they gave me back the right card, I used to be able to look at the last and the first number, especially, and tell what it was. Right. But, you know, if you have an Apple card, Chris, that has no numbers on it at all whatsoever, it's just a card with your name and and, and a chip in it. There are no numbers on it. Oh, yeah, because I, I, I got a new Visa card. Just Some of these new cards that don't smooth. have the embossed numbers, can you feel where the chip is so you can tell if it's the front yes, of the it's card? Yes, it's in the upper, I think, the right-hand corner of the card. You can feel yeah. the chip. They're different yeah, places. Depends yeah, on the card. they're not all in the same place, right? They're all in the same place. You can, you can, you can feel sort of feel the chip. Right. But if yeah. you yeah. had any it. problem with finger sensitivity, I don't know if you could. They're pretty no. hard. You can feel them, but it might not be easy for some people. Of course, I'll give you a little trip, tip what I did on my card, so I know at least the front and the back. Uh, my daughter looked at it, and I put a little piece of uh, scotch tape on the back side in the upper left corner, so I know it's always the right side up then. I label you can mine. Feel the little piece of tape on the back, back side. Don't put it on the front side, because you'll to mess up the chip if you don't know where the chip is. But if you, you put it on the back, I put mine on the back upper left corner. And that way I know that the upper left corner, and then when that's on the back side, way front, way from me, that's the front of the card I'm looking at. So you know I how have, to put it in the machine. And a, I have one of the pen friends. Oh, yeah. So I just put one of the dots on there, and, and then, of course, I actually tell what it is using the pen friend. But at least that tells you which side and stuff. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's yeah, a the, neat the, little piece. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, the, I've seen that. I've never tried that yet, but I've seen them advertised. Right? They were pretty good. I use the pen friend for our breaker box, and put and marked. We marked all the, uh, you know, used the pen friend to record onto the little labels, and put so them you know what breakers are for what area? 
It's amazing how many, how much stuff you can put on one of those little stickers. You mean, Dave, you don't have a, a fuse box or when the fuse blows, and you don't have any fuses, you put a penny in the fuse box? No. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't do that. They can't do it anymore, Jeff. That's, uh, they don't even make fuses anymore. I know. I don't think just... you can buy fuses. I don't think you can buy fuses anymore, even. I don't, I I don't know. Uh, I think, I think done, I've never seen them. I think they've done away with fuses altogether. I don't know how well they work, but you can also buy um, circuit breakers that screw into the fuse sockets. Yeah, I have seen right. I've seen those. As a matter of fact, they had that. With the last apartment I lived in years and years ago in Albany, they, they replaced the fuses with those circuit breaker things so they, they wouldn't have to keep coming to your apartment to replace the fuse. But I remember that. Tim, you had your hand raised. Was there something else that you wanted to talk about? Or did... Or, Oh, I was going to mention about uh, label guns, the old metal one that the American Foundation for the Blind used to sell was, whoops, sorry about that, um, was the best label gun that's ever been out. You're right. <laughs> and and the other thing that I wish they had done a little more with was there was a little, well, it was a device that actually wrote on paper tape. But I wish they had made it so it could have written on Dymo tape, and that was the bank's pocket brailler. Oh my God, that, oh. Brings, that brings back memories, Tim. Oh they my, were, yeah. I had one, and it was good, but it was pretty worthless as far as you could only write on that paper tape, and that didn't hold very well under. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was pretty thin. I used to have a memo slate that used that uh, paper tape, and you put oh, you put I it in there, and you could get like five or six little lines on the. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and it had a little cutter, and you could cut off the note when you got done. And, the but they don't even sell the um, paper for it anymore. I did that one time. <laughs> I used um, calculator tape, but it's not quite the same. I wish thing. they would. Uh... You know, there's there's the two widths of Dymo tape, and I wish um, there's only been a few slates I've ever seen that have the narrower um, width slots um, that were they were on full page slates, but but I've never seen it on a. They could put it on a, you know, a, a four line slate. You mean people still use slate and style? That was that was always the bane of my school existence. I could not stand using it, and I was left-handed, and I had a teacher who kept slapping my hand with a ruler because I'm left-handed, and uh, so I I never got the hand. I never really got the hang of doing the slate and stylus that well because I hated it. Uh, that's the way I do all my labeling, as far as with Dymo tape. I've I've given up on label guns. <laughs> There's people with exceptional. I know Nancy from Milwaukee is just excellent on the slate. She can really go to work on those slates. We have a hand raised from Marianne's sister, Marianne's sister, Marianne's brother, Jr. All right. Go ahead, Jr. Wow, now that's that's bad. Now, <laughs> yeah, Marianne's sister. That's pretty good. Why is my microphone <laughs> muted? You're not muted. You're on. Am I, am I, am yeah. I there? Yeah. You're there. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you're on. All right. For some reason, my phone said that I'm in safe driving mode or something, and I'm like, wait a minute. I don't drive. Well, you're going to have to start. You got to yeah, well, drive now, JR. I, I, you know, I did drive at Fonda Speedway, so, you know. 
it was it was it was fun. I enjoyed it. <laughs> um, they actually did a uh, thing for uh, Camp Abilities, you know, a couple of years ago. So I was able to drive in that, which is kind of kind of funny. They 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 had the iRi or iRock five hundred. Nice car. iRock was huh? Nice car. Yeah, it was it was E Y E spelled out for I. So it was, hmm. it was one of the radio stations up here that was doing it. But anyway, I, I, my question was about the Traeger grills, because I've been thinking about them. Um, and, and I guess my question would be, how does the auger work? Because you said that there's an auger in there um, that uh, moves the coals around, or the, yeah, the coals. Not, they're not coals, they're wood chips, right? They use uh, what's called wood pellets. They're just little tiny round pellets. And inside the, um, there, there's a box on one end of the, uh, of the grill. And, it, and then down in underneath the box, of course, it's all enclosed. There is an auger in there. So when you fill up the box with uh, the pellets and <clears throat> you ignite the grill, it will, the, the auger will start, and it'll grab those pellets out of that box and put them into, there's a little ash pot inside the grill. It's down underneath your grates and everything, so it's out of the way. And uh, then there's an electric igniter that ignites those pellets. Just a few at a time. And it'll, it'll feed, uh, if you set the temperature on the, on the grill, uh, let's say to 300, uh, it'll just release the pellets as it's needed. It's it's thermostatically controlled. So when it gets to the correct temperature, then it shuts off the auger until it burns all the uh, pellets that are in the ash pot out, and then it will release more pellets as the thermostat calls for it. So is that plugged into something, or is it plugged is the whole grill plugged in, or how does? Yeah, that... you use um, uh, you need a, a an extension cord to plug it in because it's an outside grill, a heavy one. It's it's you should have a heavy duty extension cord for any appliance as far as that goes. But um, and we use ours outside with a uh, with a extension cord, a heavy duty cord. That what the the electrical components in the in the in the grill depending on the grill you have if you have a wi-fi grill uh traeger you have a control box of a control panel and if if you have uh one that does not have wi-fi you've got a knob and and uh a switch that's about it but the auger is controlled by electricity and so is the uh igniter that's in the ash pot but the flame is controlled by gas, correct? No. The flame so the whole, is the burning of the It burns pellets. the pellets. Yep. So the whole thing is electric then? Uh, yeah, basically. You, um, yeah, it, it, it's, it, it's totally electric because you, um, you ignite those pellets, and that's what creates your flame. And your smoke. And the smoke, if you choose. So there's no... No, none of the gas tanks or anything like that. It's just the whole thing is electric, right? And you have to you have to get pellets, but that pellets pellet storage box holds eighteen pounds of pellets, so you yeah, quite a bit. 
How long does that that pellet box last? Uh, you, so you fill it up. Uh, does how many how many meals can you get out of that? Uh, have you ever, have you, can I figure that out? It burns. Let me see if I can remember this right. On smoke, I don't have it right in front of me. Doesn't it burn three pounds an hour, Dave? I think that's uh, if you have it on high. If you have, okay, well that may be high. Anyway, you get quite a few meals depending on what temperature you use, of course. Because the higher you have it set the more pellets it's going to burn. Yeah. So it's obviously not something you're going to throw a couple burgers on it and just call it a day. You, oh, yeah. You to... yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you can leave your pellets in the box. We don't. We don't. We. You can grill for five minutes on it if you want to. Yeah, you, you shut the grill down when you're finished with it. So, I mean, it doesn't burn up all those pellets at once. And you, know. you put pellets in the box while the while the grill is being is being used. So while yes. you're using the grill, yeah. you, uh-huh. you realize you're running it low on pellets. Yes, and there is a wire. I won't. It's not mesh. It's a wire. What would you call it? It's got big holes in it, but not big enough to stick your hand in. You cannot get to the auger on accidentally. Right. You can't touch that thing with your fingers. And if you want to get to it, you almost have to take a screwdriver and take that for lack of a better word, fencing thing off. Hmm. We usually buy three bags of pellets a year. And, hmm. and, and, and that'll, that can do summer. In fact, well, this past year, we did a couple times in the winter. And, and uh, then we got new bags. Uh, I think it was in. Oh, uh, it was in April or maybe in something March. like that. Yeah, and that'll last us all summer. Where do you buy your pellets? You can buy them at the grocery store. Sometimes you need to make sure they're food grade, but you can also buy them from Home Depot or Lowe's, or we have a place close to us that will actually deliver them to us, called Greenwood Pools and Spas. So you just have to check around, or you can order them from Traeger if you want to. Jr. I'll, I'll make a deal with you. When you get your grill, I'll come over to your house. You can cook me my. You can cook me your first meal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I actually like barbecuing. I, uh, you know, I mean, last night I waited till it was like really late, like nine o'clock at night, threw a couple burgers on the grill, and you know, it was kind of cool because it's you know, hey, I don't need the lights on, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that's right, and we've we've done it in the evenings too, as well, and and w- with the Traeger. Um, once you ignite it, it'll it'll preheat obviously to the whatever you have the temperature set at, and then uh, whenever you're done grilling, um, you just shut the grill down and it will let whatever's in the ice pot burn out, and that's the, it. The it'll, fan will run till it cools down. Then you can clean it or whatever you want to do with it. I so use those disposable pans. Um, you still get plenty of smoke if you want it. And it makes the grill a whole lot easier to keep cleaned up. Yeah, well, you get it. I don't know. I like burning. I like. <laughs> I'm horrible. I, I I I don't clean my grill. Well, I do clean it. I mean, it. I don't clean the ashtray as much as I probably should. But but then again, you want those flavors. That's it. Everybody has a preference. Now, myself, every time we use a grill, I clean it. But then that's just me. <laughs> I cook. He cleans. It's a very good deal. What was the, yeah, that is, I, I want that deal. Um, what was the, what was the, the thing I was going to, oh, the meat thermometer. Which uh, heat thermometers are you guys using 
We use, well, we use several. We have one that plugs into the June. We have the Traeger one that plugs into the Traeger. But as far as the talking one, we use the, I. well, it's, it used to be called iGrill, but uh, that's the one that Weber bought. Yeah, it works. You can use that with your iPhone, and it's got a, a probe, and you put the probe in the uh, whatever it is you want to put it in, and then it it uh, transmits the signal to your iPhone. Or if you want an instant read, you can go to Independent Living Aids, and they have a nice. It's not quite instant; it takes about five seconds, but it's pretty. It's a good one. Interesting. Cheaper too. Because yeah, yeah cheaper. I mean, that's the other thing. I mean, sometimes, uh, obviously, you know, my food comes out a little bit. My, my burger came out a little different than my wife's did last night. So, <laughs> which is yeah, good. Yeah, that I happens. <laughs> yeah. She didn't but, yell at you, though, did she? No, because, no, I wanted it that way. So it was good. Well, my, son, go. my son murders burgers, but, you know, I, I, I generally <laughs> try not to. Yeah, my brother good. used to do that, too. Good oh stuff. my gosh! It's the, like yeah, the dunner the better. Yeah, yeah, but you sometimes they, when they're so done like that, they're, they're, they're they don't they don't taste right. I don't know. Well, they didn't. His didn't. His no. <laughs> didn't. No, Ellen, Ellen, Ellen has her hand. Yeah, Bill, we yeah. have one more race and hand. Then, Ellen then we'll go. get Ellen. Then Chris, do you want to do your recipe, and then we'll go to Tim. The Tim. Hey, one Tim. thing about. Am I still unmuted? Yeah. Go ahead, Jr. Yeah. One thing about the label here, I'm clicking on. I was on the uh, the website for the on the coffee club side. There, there's the link that says "Listen with Windows" or whatever. That's actually the Zoom link. So if it was labeled like, click on this label, click on this link to connect with Zoom. Uh, that might be easier for some of the people and could avoid those toll calls that you're getting. We will double check that, and I'll check with the webmaster and see how that's. And I'll go check it myself, Jr. And okay, we'll fix I didn't it. realize it was a Zoom link when I clicked on it. I was like, "Wow, I'm connecting right into Zoom. This is awesome." Yeah. yeah we'll check it out. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, we got one okay. more. Yeah, go ahead, Ellen. Yeah, it's me. You were talking about um, slates. I use my slate for everything. I have three different types of slates. One for the eight and a half by eleven paper, the braille paper. Then I have one for four by six index cards. I use those for like groceries, grocery lists, and you know stuff like that. Then I have two three by five slates that I use um, just for writing things down while you're out and about, or if you need to write something down quickly, you know, use one of those, and that's about it. So, Slate and Stylus still rules. Those are the Janus Slates, right? Called yeah, the they're, they're, they're plastic. Yeah, they're, they're nice. They're plastic, but they work. Mm, yeah, they yeah. do. So, that's what I just wanted to say. Slate and Stylus Thank still you, rules. Thank you. Um, I yeah. think we're going to end, if it's all right, with Tim and Chris. We'll do our Chris's recipe, and then we'll wrap it up. Okay. This is for not-so-sweet southern pecan pie. 
I have it labeled as pecan pie, one half the sugar, three beaten eggs, one half cup of sugar, one quarter teaspoon of salt, one cup dark corn syrup, one teaspoon vanilla, one and one quarter cup of, I mean, I'm sorry, one quarter cup melted butter or half a stick, one cup coarsely chopped pecans, and one unbaked nine-inch pie shell. You mix your eggs, sugar, salt, corn syrup, vanilla, and melted butter. Spread your pecans in the bottom of the pie crust. Pour in the egg mixture. Bake it in a preheated 350-degree oven for 50 to 60 minutes or until filling is set and firm. And your pecans will rise to the top to form a sort of a crusty layer on top. That sounds good. It is good. That sounds very good. 